Welcome back to Mama, You're Okay podcast. I am Eliana, and today I have a special podcast for all you listeners. I am working solo today, but I have a special guest with me, my oldest sister, Luciana. I have conned her into joining me today to talk all things motherhood. Luciana is a dentist in Columbus, Indiana, and a mother of three, ages seven to almost 13. To say she has a little experience with motherhood is an understatement. She is also one of the hardest working moms I know, and I am privileged that she agreed to do this. And with all of her experiences, she is here to remind you that mama, you are okay. So without further ado, pop in your earbuds, put on your walking shoes, and let's get started. So I would like to welcome my sister, Luciana Kena Wilson. So glad that she's here with us. Like I said in the intro, she's a dentist here in Columbus, Indiana. She worked her butt off to get her dental degree, and now she has a practice. And like I said also, she is a mom of three. And I can't believe that the oldest one is almost 13 because she... I remember taller than you. Oh, she's no. definitely taller than me. <laughs> and I remember when she was born, I was in North Carolina and I got that call and she was like, that baby is here. And yep. she was the first family baby that. Yep. The new generation. Yeah. For our family. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, no, I mean, 13 years you blink and it goes by and lots have happened, but I feel like I'm still in my twenties in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but my body, my body has started to tell me, yeah, no, you're not 20 anymore. No. Um, you can't quickly jump <laughs> and run. <laughs> my knees hurt. My back hurts. For, to put into context, yesterday we were at an open gymnastics area for a birthday party. So, you know, all these kids are going crazy and the adults thinking that we also have yeah, that let's youthful. Chase let's yeah. chase them. Let's go on that trampoline. Yes, we can jump. We and can here bounce. we are. And, and it's <laughs> because this I'm is sore. a motherhood podcast, <laughs> we can be open about this. I swear I was peeing my pants yeah. every, every single jump. time. Every, every jump. jump. Because, you know, um, our bladder control is non-existent. And I swear, no matter how many Kegels you do, it's just. Mm. It's better, <laughs> right? But it's just definitely not the same as before, before you have children. It's just gone. No. <laughs> and it's so sad. And we try so hard to work out, but it doesn't matter. It's not to say that we aren't doing well and yeah. that we do have a good, healthy body. It's just that's the anatomy of our life, right? Yeah. So um, the topic that we chose today is to delve into those who are working moms, especially those who have to go outside of their home physically to go to a place, office, wherever it is that you work, and you have to figure out what to do with your children that doesn't require your 24-7 care. And and I, a lot of moms are in that situation. And granted, in the last two or three years, um, COVID really put put a number on that. Yep. Um, and so Lou also has, sorry, guys, I call her Lou. So if that, that's, <laughs> that's who it is, not Lucian. But that also puts into perspective her dealing with uh, owning a business during yep. COVID and still being a mom 24-7. So like how... so. Tell us just a, a little bit about COVID, but also just in general, what has it been like for you to be a working mom? Oh, man. Yeah. With, I mean, COVID definitely changed things, but, you know, being in the healthcare setting, there's all that, that it, 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 it took, it, it complicated things being in the healthcare because I would go to work and coming back, you know, changed things in the office. Like I am leaving all of my clothing there as far as anything that, <laughs> touches any clinical space we just you know leave it there do laundry there and because in the beginning i would come home and i told my family like do not hug me don't touch me i'm so sorry i love you but let me go shower first and i would come in through the door and say mwah, 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 air kisses and then i just kind of run to the bathroom and then go shower and then change and then come out and say all right hello and I'd be able to give them hugs just just from that you know initial fear of like the unknown. Uh, so things have definitely lacked now. But but working in general as a mom, I remember being in the very beginning with my first of like how I know I need to work. I want to work. That was just something that you know for me it worked personally. 
to want to have a professional career. And then plus, like, I went to school for all these years. I have debt now. I have to work. My husband's like, there's no that. Yeah, you have to work. So we did that. But, you know, now you have this tiny human being that you're responsible for and you know all the ins and outs of feeding and diaper changing and sleep patterns and things like that. How in the world would you ever be able to uh, trust that care into somebody else that is not your family? Then at that time, too, it we didn't have uh, the ability to have like a family member be able to watch um, our child. So we were introduced to the most wonderful person in the world that she helped us and she watched my children. So she watched, she ended up watching all my kids up until they entered into kindergarten. And she, she is family now for us. And, uh, but in the beginning, like, how do you know how, how, who to trust, who to choose? And, um, it was, it's a humbly feeling. I think like in the beginning you think of, Oh, I can do everything, but Mm. no, you, you do need to separate that a little bit you 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 can only do so much Mm -hmm. so and and that's been the the balance it's a daily balance it's a daily struggle there are days that work takes more out of me than i would love would would like um so that means that by the time i come home I don't, I don't have a full home battery. If you, if you think, you know, you're, you're one person, you can be the energizer bunny, but even that battery goes away. And so you have to recharge it somehow. And sometimes you come home with a fuller battery than others. And it's okay to admit that I truly would not be able to do what I get to do without my husband's support, just because he is the other half of this. Like I, I get to work and he works as well. But between the two of us, we try to keep keep the sanity and the, keep the household going. Yeah. Um, but there are days that I come home and I literally crash on the couch because I'm so tired and exhausted. And he's the one that has picked up, you know, making the dinner, even cleaning up after dinner or, you know, getting the kids to bed. And then other days that I feel more human, then I, I jump in and do my share too. And so yeah, it's a it's a balance of that, it, and we found our balance, but um, it it's ever evolving. In the beginning, the kids, the the physical need, right? You have to hold them, you have to carry and soothe them, you have to change them. You have they can't change a shirt by themselves. You gotta bathe them. You have yeah. to feed them. And that's a physical need. But then you get to put them to bed like really early. And then you have more of an evening, right? So there's like a little bit of trade-off. Whereas now the age that my kids are, they get to go. I I tell them, go take a bath. And usually that's all it takes. And, you know, more coaxing, verbal coaxing. And they'll go and do it on their own. But I don't have to go and change them. They know how to put their clothes on. They they know how to usually brush their teeth by... I get to be picky about that. Do you think <laughs> that there was a never-ending timeline there for you for a while, like from that moment of you have to do everything to them to now where they're self-sufficient? Do you did you feel like because yeah. okay because I'm at that point right now, yeah. and granted Carter's finally getting into the point where he, like we're here at my sister's house and I said go downstairs and go play. I can do that because he's not going to shove everything in his mouth and choke yeah. and die, but I can't do that with Riley. So I'm still stuck in that limbo of I have to watch a child somewhere it, and it just feels never ending, but I also sure. but then I look at your kids and I'm like, "Oh, yeah. You yeah. don't know where your kids are all the time and that's okay." That's <laughs> okay. I mean, it gets really quiet sometimes I'm like, "Okay, what are you guys doing? It is too quiet." And so you go and check, uh-huh. but it, it is, and I think it, um, actually my husband and I looked at each other when we were holding our youngest at the, at the hospital. And, and at that point we, we knew like, okay, our family feels complete with three. And so we joked, we said, look at each other. We're like, all right, our time clock starts now, 18 years, you know, and that's terrible. <laughs> I love her pieces, but it's, that like you get to um, evolve as a family and evolve, I think is the best word. 
with your youngest. Your youngest is your your caboose of your train. And so as that caboose is going through life stages, it is bittersweet because it's like, no, I don't get, they don't ask to cuddle yeah. anymore, right? Except she actually does every now and then and then you get to treasure that. But but that caboose, you're going through the, the, the stages of life and that's the end of it. So as she aged out of a diaper, man, I would, I, we celebrated that. Yeah. <laughs> We're done with the diaper. Yes. Last one to potty training, you know, like not have to wash gazillion bottle parts oh, and, yes. and, and, and formula when the formula was done, we were able to transition to milk, regular milk. It was just also another little celebration. Right. And, but then the bittersweets of like, Oh, when we got rid of the crib and now she's into a bed and, you know, so the, you're, you're the most lovely caboose ever, but the, <laughs> your caboose is going through these stages. And so for you, for Riley, I think it's going to be that too, as she ages out that physical need, like you have to peel her literally off of your yeah. lap because she's attached to you and that need to be attached to you. That's a stage. And that will eventually <laughs> phase out. And it's hard to see that when you're in it. But also, I think it's probably easier to see it for you because you've already gone through it once. Mm. And you can tell yourself it is a stage. And yeah. all of these things are stages. Now, I, I am starting to dread the teenage years <laughs> that are upcoming and what that will look like for us. And I'm sure it will be different for every kid. Um, I remember how I was as a teenager, so I pray every day that it won't be that bad kind of thing. And uh, yeah, it, that that's so everything you get to experience the firsts with your with your oldest, that's always new and kind of a little it brings a little anxiety. And uh, but with your youngest, too, you're experiencing the lasts of everything. Yeah. And so, you'll yeah, it will, it will go through. So it's, it got easier to see, so I kind of answer your question, like it, it's, it, it's easier to see once you're not in it, obviously, but the more you've gone through it, you can also see, Hey, there is an end to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I will say that I've watched you and Jules, my other sister, um, and kind of at least know a little bit of a timeline okay so there this does this moment will come the stage will come yeah. and kind of anticipating that but mixing that with working moms do you think how has your mind shift changed as a working mom between kiyomi your first oldest and then taisuke your middle mm, and then mitsumi yeah. your youngest like how because um i know that a lot the number one thing that i think gets googled for uh women who have to go back to work after having a baby is um, the guilt of yes. having to go back to work because like you said, yeah. how do you trust somebody with all of those things? And you, you pinpointed it with the first child, you know, diapers, feeding, like sleeping, all of that stuff. But did that mindset change with the second one? Did that mm -hmm. change with the third one? And granted, you also had somebody you trusted by that time, yeah. but did it still feel like, did you have different levels of guilt with each three? Or Yes. yes. And the the guilt my current balance and so being a business owner you also have this other child called your business mm -hmm. and yeah they don't need diaper changing but it's also the the needs that the, that it has is um it's a, it also evolves and you also have to nurture that just as much and the guilt part comes from like figuring out that balance between the two i can't completely neglect either mm -hmm. of them for any length of time or else then I have to deal with it afterwards right with the very with with my oldest the I wasn't a business owner at that point so that was nice it would be really hard to do all of that as a first-time parent yeah and having a business so I don't have that experience but the guilt at that point was oh my goodness I'm not there for her potential first crawl or mm first steps or the laughter or whatever it is like that made her giggle and cackle like that. And my uh, nanny, she would send her like send pictures throughout the day and, and share things and she always shared so well. Um, but it doesn't uh, replace the it's actual the being there. Yeah, right. The so there's that guilt that, Oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm missing out on my child's life. 
and that the guilt of like needing feeling like you have to be there for everything that i think decreased with each child just because not because you lack love for each of those kids but also that i've come you know you've you give yourself you find the grace to give yourself because that's about the only thing you can do to stay sane and you just it's okay i won't i might miss one but there will be more and so i get to experience these other things at at, at home with the kids when i'm present it, but it, it changed because by the time that my youngest was born i was a business owner at that point and so if i look back at how much time off i took for the for maternity leave mm. she was the smallest amount mm. and so and, you know i'm being a business owner too and i have wonderful dentists i work with and so we were they were able to cover for me but i felt that like need to go back to work i couldn't leave the you know the office as like away as long as I did with the, uh, the with the first two. How how um, long were you off for Kiyomi Tai and then Mitsuri? Also with with Kiyomi with my oldest, I was off um, actually through my I didn't start working because it was the same year I graduated from from dental school. Oh, yeah. So I was able to be off until she was born in July. I was off until the November. I was able to like just take my time with boards and things like that uh, during that time. And so I just took my sweet time to start working. And even then it was a gradual work schedule. It wasn't full week right off the bat. Uh, with uh, Ty, I think I took eight weeks. I think I was able to take eight weeks or so, something like that. And then with uh, Mitsumi, it was six, but even that by like the fourth, fifth week, I was already doing half days. And so it was, wow. you know, like you, you go back yeah. much quicker and because of demands and whatnot and so you know in the at the end of the day if you are not working your office is not producing and so it's it's that need again to continue nurturing your your business baby too just so that that doesn't go down the wayside but um so yeah, yeah get guilt changed evolved between them um and, and and but work what i have to keep telling myself is that work will always be there <laughs> and i have to give myself like okay i have to also pay attention to my kids too and and prioritize that because they are only with me for so long i'm starting to get that anxiety that my oldest now is teenager i have you know four or five years with her that's it like so then it needs to change i know I'm, i could cry about it because you start to think i have four or five summers with her before she's away to college and they and even then i might have less because she might not want to do things with us as a family as much right i'll get more eye rolls still <laughs> for for now she still does things and she doesn't you know there's no other option but eventually when you know that car changes, she can car more yeah. friends and, and and events and commitments and and the thing is is that even if she wants to there will be you know you're going to high school you have marching band you have all these things that take up your summer so yeah. that so i know my time has become limited and heck i might only have this summer and that's it because this is her last middle school summer next year is high school and then if it is truly she as she wants to go into marching band life as Ileana knows very well of yeah. that that life it your summer's it done a, it's a it's a whole like right. you're you're outside all the time so yeah, yeah. no it, make, it makes me want to ask mom and dad about that be like so did you miss me and Jewel while over the summer or were you like oh my god thank god they're gone <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. i dread summer break and i look forward to it all at once because it's so chaotic i i thrive on on schedules and just that routine of things and school years have that right like okay monday's this way tuesday's this way and then summer break every week is different and trying to figure out uh -huh. too, since i still work i gotta figure out and i i gotta figure out what to do with the kids like okay this week you're gonna do this that next week you're gonna do this and and who's gonna watch whom they're not old enough to drive themselves places they're not old enough to just be by themselves not really um 
with with Kiyomi, like she's you know learn she has learned to do babysitting jobs and stuff and she she's done that for me and actually we've taken little date nights yeah you know we'll just go into town we're just 15 minutes away she has a way to call us if anything is needed she knows what the routine is and oh, she gets nice. kind of paid for it but she's practiced babysitting with her siblings it's the easiest thing so far right so we've been doing that but for a whole week's worth of like 7 a.m. till 5 36 p.m. Yeah. I think that's a little too I feel bad <laughs> yeah. I might be able to do one day yeah. but I still would want them you know because I'm like then you you again the guilt comes in like their brain is gonna rot they're not doing anything their bodies are gonna you know I need to stimulate them but not overstimulate them and again the whole mom guilt comes in because that's yeah. where I have to figure out because I'm at work and I can't yeah. be there with them yeah. So that the, the juggling of making sure the kids are um, cared for and they, I, as a mother, I want to provide them with every possible opportunity that they want, they wish they have, right? I, you think in your brain like, oh gosh, in 20 years, they're going to be sitting with a psychiatrist and say, oh, my mom never gave me this opportunity like that. <laughs> That's what you fear. So I don't want that. Um, or, but as Kim Holderness always says, is that you just, kids, when you go to your therapist in the future, you just tell that therapist that mommy and daddy did their best. <laughs> that's exactly what you and tell that's them. True. <laughs> that's your just prep them, set the bar low. Now, you know, we talked about a lot of the challenges, obviously, and the guilt that comes with being a working mom, but there is a positive of being a working mom, right? Yes. Because and not just monetary. That's the obvious one because right. having two working parents, obviously you have more money and finances to do things. Yeah. But I mean, I, I will start and I'll like share my experience, which is I'll be honest um, because of like my personality and the need of a schedule. Yeah. Having that newborn stage was rough because of unknown drove me crazy and uh, you know and i have issues with mental illness and stuff and so it was really driving me a little crazy and to the point where i took six weeks off with both kids i was ready to go back yes. to work and i a lot of I, I'm, I'm probably gonna get a lot of flack for that but a lot of moms are like how could you want to go back to work how could you leave your child well it was more of a um self-preservation because I needed the stability. I knew that if I, cause I was also pumping. Yeah. So if I woke up, I pumped, got ready for work, do my first half of the day, pump during lunch, second half of the day, come back home, pump. And yeah. then, you know, that was a schedule for me that I needed. As of the first six weeks, it was, oh, feed here 20 minutes yeah. later, I got to feed again. Blah, blah, blah. And it was just, yeah. you know, I was going through the baby blues. I had PPD. And so I needed that schedule and I have a very like good, great provider at home. I, I, my, um, husband's mom is our babysitter and I'm very thankful that I'm able to like trust somebody in the family who to watch my kids. And so she knew the schedule, she followed the schedule. And so I knew my kids were well cared for. And yeah. so going back to work was more of a self-preservation for my yes. sake. Yes. So what is your take on that? Yeah. And like you said, the, like the obviously the financial thing because as a as a parent you want to be able to provide your kids with things and 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 part of that is like the ability to do more things as a family that's how i have in my okay if we save enough we can take this type of trip and kind of you know have mm -hmm. experiences like that but part some you know it may call a little selfish but it's your identity right what how do you identify as a person who are you? Right? Yeah. And one of those labels is mom. I am mom. I am a mom of three. I am also a wife. I am also a dentist. And that identity of that, of the professional identity that you have brings you joy also brings you fulfillment. And, and if you think of your person as a whole, like you have little buckets you want to fill mm -hmm, up, right? Mm -hmm and you worked to get a career right yeah. and or whatever job it is that you have if you identify yourself with that job and you have that pride and that uh it fulfills you um in a unique way that your family couldn't 
that is something you need to nurture and make sure that you 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 fill that bucket and so as a dentist too and that was i think probably part of why what affected my uh the length of my maternity leave too um a little bit that i because i a i knew that that other title what identifies me i was at that point a business owner too right so it like no i i need to but slash i want to go back i want to see patients i have like i have these cases i had ongoing like i want to make sure are they doing okay so that also fills your brain and you want to make sure it's cared for so that that identity um because it does you don't want that identity to consume you you don't want any of your identities to consume you 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 don't want motherhood to be the all-encompassing thing i i do you nurtured that but also i have another one which is life so even if you took work out of the equation and you were a stay-at-home mom for example um wife for me is just as important as mother right and that need to 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 nurture those identities is important but also yeah and then so mom wife dentist but also me i like to bake i like to read so I'm a reader. So that's an identity, right? I'm a, I, I'm a baker. Oh my gosh. What last week, cause we were celebrating my middle's 10th birthday. I was just so freaking excited to come home and say, I am going to bake. <laughs> I told my husband, I'm like, I'm sorry. The dishes, the kitchen looks like a mess. I'm going to create a bit, even bigger mess, but I don't care. I, it will get cleaned at some point, but I need to bake right now because it was all I was thinking all day. <laughs> You know, and uh, I I told patients, I'm like, I get to bake tonight. I, I am excited. <laughs> and um, that, my soul needed that that night. It wasn't just the creating a cake or baking cupcakes. It was like my soul was needing that. So it's a little identity, but it, I had I, I needed to f- fulfill that. And then that night, because I was it's, very excited. It's just, because it's for you, right? Yes. It's for you. Just like you do, you do your baking, I do my yoga or I go to workout. Like I just, I need that. Even if it's just 20 minutes just to be like, this is, I'm doing it for me. And, um, I think you, you hit it hard. Sorry. It's okay. See alarms. This is motherhood's biggest. I don't know what I would do without my phone before this, because without alarms that I have alarms that say, go get your kids at school. (laughs) I have, that was not it. Today is Sunday. Um, I, but isn't that leave for church or something like that? That is leave for get ready to go to church. And but we went yesterday. And so yeah, alarms yeah. help me. <laughs> I, I'm the same way. I have if it's not in my Google calendar on my phone, it, it, it does not happen. Does and not happen. I will forget. Um I identity, right? Yeah. I, I was just um what was I saying before? You, your identities as a yoga person and yeah. working out and, and you know, and you need that. And you said it is for you. And, but here's to what I think you need, you know, when you're in the airplane, if you've ever flown, they go through the safety instructions at the beginning. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, they say, if the plane is going to come down and, and, and the oxygen mask comes out, what do they tell you to do? Put the mask on yourself first. Why? Because if you start to help somebody else next to you and you pass out, now you cannot be help, helpful at all. No. Now, somebody's going to have to care for you, yeah. right? So put it on yourself first. Then, only then, you start to help others. Yeah. So same thing with that. Like, as a, as a person, as you're, you are you, and you are the only one who knows who, what you need. And sometimes it is you need to bake. Sometimes it is you need to work out so that you can have a fuller battery to be able to provide for others Mm -hmm. so that you can fulfill your mother identity or your wife identity or your work identity. You you do not have an endless amount of supply of energy. So you have to be able to do this. Like you have to take care of you so you can take care of others, right? Yeah. And, and that's really important with motherhood. I think we tend to, we have this, like we've been told that we were supposed to sacrifice ourselves for the good of your family. And it is a selfless and like 
um, sacrifice galore. It 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 never ends with the with the sacrifices, but you also can, but you cannot sacrifice yourself to a pulp because then you will not be available to continue providing. Yeah. For someone who who have been there, like I said, I, I struggle with PPD and I'm taking medicine and I'm taking like I'm talking to therapists and stuff like if I I've hit so many of that rock bottom yeah. where I just didn't know who I was. I had crying babies around me. And this is because I have a very supportive and loving husband. Yeah. And I I I mean prayers for all those who don't and like who doesn't have a support system because I would I know how hard it is and having that um something for you just makes you makes you remind yourself of who you are because before motherhood you were somebody right yes. and it it just because you become a mother doesn't mean that you're done you're yes. not you're no. not done being somebody else and I that is a very big shift in mindset that we need to have as a collect a collective i mean yeah. can i let, let's just be honest the generations before us yeah they're struggling right now because of emptiness syndrome yeah. some syndrome like as soon as the kids leave for for college or whatever now they have to just go back to being a wife and a husband or right. the, this person like who are who you, are you? Yeah. but what if we just change the mindset of don't forget who you are so that when your kids leave you still love your kids don't this is not anything about like whether or not you hate you you don't love your kids as much because we still love our kids but we also remind ourselves that we still love ourselves and that we after the kids leave like you said it was 18 years of our lives that we have to wait right yeah. and after 18 years that would put you at what 50 maybe yeah. 50 thanks. years <laughs> yeah thanks for reminding me yes <laughs> okay on average yeah at, you become emptiness quote unquote at 50. i don't plan on dying at 50. i still have another 40 years left so are you going to spend the rest of your 40 right. years in, like Doing. forgetting who you are yeah. well and also because i i try is you you don't know what your time on earth is right and so why you, it's like if you did absolutely nothing and you just save, 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 save until you were at the mm -hmm. at, at retirement and it's like, oh, now at retirement, my health is terrible yeah. because I didn't take care of myself. So now I can't go enjoy what I was looking forward to, right? It, I try to remember that this life isn't a marathon so that you get to the finish line you need it's it's like maybe like think of it as a as a hike on the most beautiful forest on uh, on the planet and you need to enjoy the hike a little bit more too sometimes you have to stop and take a break sometimes you want to stop and look at the flowers and you but usually you won't get to the end of the hike until you unless you keep moving so you do need right. to keep moving forward right but um sometimes you gotta go backwards because oh look i saw a good bush back there i took go potty you know go back <laughs> drop your drop your drop your doo-doos and then go forward again you know kind of thing like sometimes you have to go backwards um sometimes you have to swim and go through mud and water and it's the most difficult part of the hike um and so sometimes if you take you this retrace back just to take another path yeah because yes because yeah. that path you found like oh there's a tree step i can't go over that wow what um, an analogy this is good right yeah i wasn't, I wasn't thinking about this a little bit it really is and hikes work really well if you do have somebody to share it with yeah. right and sometimes you need to like climb <laughs> like somebody's holding your hand to get across a river or something yeah. like that so you don't slip and fall um so having that support system whatever that yeah. is that you have around you friends family spouse that is super helpful um but it's your hike yeah. it is your hike and you eventually need to get through it so enjoy it as much as you can um, going through it. Take it at your time. Um, sometimes they're uphill. Sometimes they're downhill. Sometimes it's smooth, like it's paved in front of you. And sometimes you've got to take the machete and cut down your path. <laughs> yeah. And you just go. but Because um, it hasn't been done before. And, right. Um, there is no book that tells you exactly how to be a working mom. What? Right? You didn't get that manual when you started? <laughs> right? No. Yeah, we're creating it. We're creating it in somebody else's manual. 
is not going to be working uh, for you. Exactly. Yeah. And, and there, so there isn't a set in stone way to do it. And so like what you said about just forging your own path, you, you might have to, you might, it, it, you do what works for you and your family depending on both of your situations maybe you also have you are a working mom but your husband doesn't work or whatever right. that, that's a different story too yeah um it just happens that both of our husbands work and yeah. uh so it, it's just the dynamics that, yeah different. but your story is different than mine yes. like how i deal with my stuff is different than yours and um it, it i i think that that's where we need to remind ourselves that that guilt that we were talking about earlier, try not to let yourself be brought into the mindset that you need to do something this yeah. way or other, because that's what a blogger said, or that's what this celebrity yeah. is doing. That's what this, your next door neighbor is doing. That's what the lady at the daycare said, because they don't know your full story. They don't yeah. know your situation. And um, we just, we do need to get rid of that guilt um, and I, and I'm, I, I am guilty of feeling the guilt because I wanted to go back to work yeah. and I've talked to so many moms out there who are like, Oh my gosh, I could never leave my kids. I cried the first day that I left for work. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I was doing a happy dance in the car. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, and especially with Riley, cause I'll be honest, you know, I had two kids at home. Yeah. Uh, Carter was barely a year and a half mm -hmm. and, um, and then I had a newborn and I was just like, I need to go, I need to go do something for yeah. myself. So, and work was stable. Um, but that's part two. You knew your kids were in good hands mm -hmm. and you had it gone through that already once mm -hmm. of the return to work. And so you knew the fulfillment, how to, how that filling that work bucket inside you, what that would mean. Mm -hmm. Right. And you were feeling the repercussions of that empty bucket at yeah. that point yeah. already. Whereas before you didn't really know the bucket existed and you didn't know that the, that bucket needed to be filled, right? You, you acquire buckets as you start to get these identities, right? You, um, I, you know, plug a tiny little shameless plug. Like I, I encounter, I found the love for Peloton and things yeah. like that. <laughs> I drank the Kool-Aid of it. And that's actually what helped it because it was through COVID and the pandemic. And that was one thing. So um, I always just despise the thought of like, no, I need, I have to work out. It's awful. And it brought me joy. It has brought, it has brought a unique joy that my children cannot fulfill that for me, nor my husband. It is, it is mine. And I need to be able to spend some time moving my body in some way, yeah. get, you know, hurting on a physical way so that you get that, you know, endorphins running through you. Um, but I acquired that bucket, a bucket I never knew I needed or wanted. Yeah. And uh, so, and then you fill it as needed. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. So it's, yeah, you, you just know you need it now and, and you give it attention and some you can put away. Right. I don't, I don't have the identity of broke, broke or, or, or broke students. Yeah, no, it's, there are days that I still have that mindset, but I'm like, oh, yes. maybe I can't afford the, the fresh strawberries. Throw, <laughs> yeah, throw away the really, really broken down shoes. You don't need that anymore. <laughs> you don't, you don't. Please throw it away. I, I try to do that with my husband. Like, you don't need that 20-year-old t-shirt anymore. Oh, I just, Clothing. I just went to Amazon and bought Steven a 12 pack of white shirt because all Thank of his you. white shirts is just fully and Steven puts it on and he's like, this is nice. And I'm like, you're <laughs> welcome. $30. Yeah, I'm throwing right. your shirt it's away. Okay. We can do this. <laughs> we can have this. We can have, we, we can splurge on white t-shirts yes, <laughs> exactly. and underwear and underwear. underwear. Yeah. We're not, we're not saying, saying, Hey, let's go buy a yacht. No, it's just, no. you know, some clean new clean, shirts, clean shirts and underwear. Um, well then let's, um, wrap up this by coming up with an advice that you oh, want to give, um, or even maybe, uh, um, phrase it this way. What is it that you wish you knew? Yeah. Then as a working mom and now as you are a mother of three, been doing this for plus 13 plus years ish, mm -hmm. like what is this something that you wish you could tell yourself back then? Yeah. That, and because I continue to tell myself this, um, even now, because it's like almost mantra, like, right. Like it's okay. It's, it's the, like basically the title of your podcast. You're okay. 
Um, and back then you have this feeling in my twenties, in my, if I could go back and tell myself that is like, chill out. (laughs) It's okay that you don't need to have, I understand the desire to be perfect at everything. Um, because you know, as a student, you're told like, you got to go for the A plus for every subject possible. Right. And you have tried to go for the, the, the Dean's list and, and, and get the top 10 in your class or whatever. And you're shooting for all of that. And that's your sole goal as a student all your life. And then it ends and it's like, it's actually okay. Gray, no, you know, it's not so black and white. Gray is where you live and kind of where you want to live. So there are days that my kitchen is going to look like a disaster and it's okay. I haven't vacuumed yet. I could do it now. What am I giving up for that? Right. Mm-hmm. Or I could do it later and balance that out. So what, what are the pluses and minuses? It's the, you're, you're always self-assessing what's the need at the current moment. And sometimes that need is a freaking nap. Yeah, because you need that. And by taking a one hour nap right now, you might feel like it's a waste, but then that's going to give you enough energy to be a, a sane human being for the rest of the day or, um, or a mom that's not short circuiting. Right. Yeah. Because I, I find that. Yep. It, 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 absolutely. You know, you gotta, you gotta feed yourself. You gotta think about your, what's the, um, basic needs. There's like a, tr- a pyramid of oh. basic need thing you you gotta you gotta feed yourself you yeah. gotta have enough rest you have to have enough water yeah. right and if you don't have that you can't think about your next which is maybe your mental state and then yeah. your what you what would you like all that stuff you can't p- fulfill any of that so if you're tired if you're hungry if you're like dehydrated all that stuff you're not going to be a good mom right. and then if you lash out to your to your kids or your husband or whoever like grocery store clerk who was bagging your groceries wrong. Yes. Right. Like if you're going to lash out, that's probably because you're not fulfilling something in, within you yeah. and just take there's care some, of yourself. Yeah, yeah. There's an underlying issue that's causing you to not be your normal self because that's truly not you. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes you have to give and, and give yourself grace though, when, because you're not perfect. And there are times that I, I way to be kept ask my kids how many times I lash out at them. And give yourself grace to realize like, oh, shoot, I screwed up. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I didn't need to do that. That was me blowing up out of proportion at that moment because of how I was feeling. And it's okay. Give yourself, forgive yourself for that. And I, what I've, now that my kids are older too, I've, because that's something I feel like we never got from our parents is them apologizing oh, for when they yeah. made mistakes. Yeah. Right. And but n- not just our, I think that everybody in our age group would say that. Yeah. Like they that's never not, really heard. That wasn't the, the mindset of that generation. Parents right? were always right. Yeah. Always right. And I try to do that. I, I do know what I'm talking about most of the time with my kids. So you try to instill that, that level of authority with your kids but you're human. I cry. I cry. I have cried in front of my kids and I have lashed out. And then after, you know, most of the time I'm right. Dang it. So I lash out on, on, on good reason, but sometimes it isn't. And I didn't need to blow up that much for one flip flop, you know, like that. So I go back like, you know what? I'm sorry for, for yelling. I do need you to listen to me. Yes. But I didn't need to yell that much. So I, I'm trying to yeah. uh, take a pill, a humble pill or whatever, eat a slice of humble pie and, and uh, to, to take a step back, take a breath as it, to, to yourself. And then, right, we put our kids in timeout, right? You got to send yourself sometimes to into this mental timeout, cool up, cool down. Mm-hmm. And then go talk again. And, you know, it's what I do with my kids. Sit in time out. So many minutes and then come out like, okay, let's apologize. <laughs> and, you know, that you go through that. And I'm trying to make myself do that sometimes too, when it's needed. I, I do that with my husband a lot because yeah. I, I, and I tell this to Stephen all the time. I am sorry that you are the one that gets all of it because I wouldn't talk to you, my coworkers, <laughs> my parents, you know, the way that I talk to my husband and sure. it's embarrassing a lot of time. Yeah. And like, it was okay. 
prime example was Friday when we were leaving for here. I have been packing all morning. I've been getting the kids ready, all that stuff, whatever. And he comes home and every five seconds, what do you need? What do you need? What can I do? What, can, what do you, what do you, and I just looked at him and I said, I don't know. Okay. Just <laughs> go figure it out. <laughs> you are also a grown adult. <laughs> figure it out and i was just so mad and it was just making me mad which was making him mad and the kids were just like bouncing off the walls and i'm like i just need this house to be clean and then so that afterward like we we talked it out we got out of the house obviously yeah. an hour into the drive i'm like okay i do apologize for how i said it yeah because that's true yeah i don't need and that's what he told me. He was like, I will do anything for you. If you would just tell me nicely, if you would just say, I don't know what I need. Can you just look around? I would respond and say, okay, and I'll do it. Sure. And I'm like, yes, I yes. am sorry. Yeah. And yeah. And, and the <laughs> delivery of the message isn't always chosen correctly. There's always a, you know, especially if you're, if you're, if you're delivering it in, out of anger or frustration, there's always a better way. If you were Zen and if you were like just, you know, a monk, yeah. but we're not always that way. And, and there are things that occupy our heads. And, and I, I, I often go back. I don't know if people have watched the movie inside out by mm. Disney. And it, if you have not, I highly <laughs> recommend it because it has actually helped me coach my kids through their emotions. Yeah. And especially with the anger thing, because of course, right. If they get anger at a sibling and then they go and they hit and they yell and blah, blah, blah. Cause I know that happens to me, but I'm trying to teach them to not let little, you know, anger with the fire just blowing out of his head. You don't want him to take control of that panel and then act. Yeah. Right. Yes. Anger happens. Let's, let's figure out a way to not let him take control over everything. Yeah. And, um, it, the, the, but and it's ongoing, we're old and still I'm learning and I'm still having to, to learn from my mistakes, hopefully not do them again. But if I do, I have to apologize and then no rinse and repeat. It, that's life, right? I, I mean, if I ever become perfect at everything, wouldn't that be boring? Right? Yeah. We maybe mistakes. just for one day, maybe just for one day <laughs> so that I can just get all of my crap together. And then, and then I'll go back to being normal. <laughs> well, that, and, but you're always striving for the perfect, the unattainable perfect. And that's all you can ask for is to always strive for the best. But like you said before, like we, we tried our best and, we and you just got to be happy with that thought that yes, you did try your best. And sometimes they're not a pluses, but you survived and you've got, you know, happy kids and you've got a happy life and be, you know, always being thankful and appreciative of what you do have. Uh, so I try not to compare myself with others because there's always something that's oh, better and yeah. more awesome and, but you just can't have it all. So you just got to be happy. I'm definitely with, in with that you. stage of life yeah. right now where I am. I, I know I shouldn't, but I am still comparing myself because oh, I always. see people my age who are having kids or don't have kids. And yeah. oh, the ones that don't have kids are going on right. these Hawaii trips. And then the ones that do have kids have their kids are matching outfits and bows on the hair and like perfectly clean faces. And I have here spaghetti from yesterday and yeah. bow but, that's half coming off the head. Like, yeah. just, <laughs> I can't, but you know, and I think we've done that too. Uh, it's a concert, right? Like, so Ileana and I have nine years of age difference. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you think about it, it's a whole decade. I grew up in Michael Jackson. She did not, she didn't know a song from Michael Jackson. But anyways, there's ten, almost a whole decade of age difference here. And so the, the things that I'm experiencing right now, like, you know, I get to tell my kids to just go take a bath and then they go, you'll get there. Right. Yeah. And then I think you, you've grown up your whole life. You've always like have to look up to the older siblings and say, well, why can they, why can they do this? Or why can they have that? And I can't not yet. Right. And I, I, it sucks. I feel bad that I have to tell you that all the time. Like not yet. Just, just, just wait. Just and I, it. and I hate to say that, Oh, just wait. But because I don't want you to always be looking ahead like that and then forget to enjoy the, your, your status quo now that you're present now, because it will come. 
but I also then now look at you and I, I'm like, man, I wish I knew and I was as mature as you are 10 years ago. Truly. I see the life, the shit that you have together right now and, you know, doing podcasts and, and you, you do, you, you do work at like, I, I didn't take care of my body back then. I'm paying for it now, you know, and those things that I wish I knew 10, 10 years ago, like that you already getting to learn and, and experience like, oh, if I, if I had that, the grace you already have. So in 10 years, you'll be even better. So, you know, uh, <laughs> so, but it, and it goes, like I said, though, it does go both ways, though, because you you and Shu have taught me so much. There's no way that I would be able to do this motherhood without you guys, because I'd be lost constantly calling. You guys, like, uh, my kid just did this. What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> my, my kid just fell off the bed and there's a big gash in the head. Like, what do I do? I don't know. Um, so I I look up to you and that we do have a very interesting relationship because we are yes. so far apart and i know that growing up you were like oh my god get her away from me because <laughs> i was so little but as i was also like i want to do that and yes. um I, I i'm interested to see how carter and riley's relationship are because i don't know how that is sure. right they only have a year and a half apart mm -hmm. i only know three years and nine years yeah because yeah that's and steven <laughs> doesn't even know it either because between him and his brother it's six years oh, so sure. like we're, we only know mm. long uh, age difference um so carter and riley should be very interesting because right now all they do carter's just like i don't want anything to do with my sister and well, that breaks think, my heart well i think that's going to be them growing up quite a bit especially now but their bond is so it will be so strong because it, it because it's a continuous like they it's almost like twins in a way like yeah. they they don't know a life without each other yeah right yeah and so that that I will hope. be very nice yeah <laughs> no no it, and and you you don't get to see it but eventually as they are older i think you'll see more where they do play with each other they take care of each other and there's sometimes i've seen when they were younger they would like reach out and hold each other's hand unprompted. It's like, oh, they're off right there. That's why. That's why we made them, you know, because that's just so cute. And they have their own special bond. But you can help teach and guide them as much as possible. But they also will have to, they forge their own relationship, a sibling bond. The parents can't make it. Yeah. That that bond happens, yeah, with the sibling interaction, and it's, it, and and it it's might ongoing. take twenty years. It might take, <laughs> yep, it might take into adulthood, right? If you think about it, right? We grew up so far away from each other as far as age goes that we didn't really get close until adulthood. Yeah. Whereas they get to grow up a little bit with the, the pluses and minuses of all of it, but they grow with it. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's they'll have their own unique relationship, but. I, I things that I wish I would have been able to tell myself 10 years ago are the things I get to tell you and hold and guide you through because I see you struggle through the things I struggled with. And if if any of my 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 wisdom, um, I am able to impart and help you cope with it. That's that's what helps. That's the, I mean, good. the biggest thing is knowing that you telling me that you're you're okay it's okay to just sit there and cry like um when i was potty training carter i called that second day and i was just like i can't do this anymore and then he just peed on the floor again and yeah, i had to run the clock yeah. <laughs> i lost it i lost it i was on the phone i lost it and she was like it's okay and the fact that you allowed me to just sit there and cry you listen to me cry for like what five ten minutes yeah. and she's like you're okay and that's all i needed and i don't think that you have that well, well, and and that's the the bittersweet part of it. I I did, but I didn't. I did because mom was there, yeah. and she guided me through that because I wouldn't have been able to do potty training because it was the first of uh, that new generation yeah. of our children's generation, right? Like, what the heck am I supposed to do here? <laughs> you know, not even knowing what to do, how many minutes to to try, and the, and so mom guided me through that. So that first go around was was so it made the second and the third easier because i knew kind of how to do it a little bit better and you knew that it's a stage and you knew that you just had to muscle through yeah. that first week because that the first few days is the hardest and you'll go forward and go backwards and that the the the, the fa failures of them peeing on the floor and all that you need to go through that yeah. so they learn it and i was just so tired of cleaning up pee. 
and you know and you do but then look at it now he just goes potty right? oh yeah and so, so you great. know there is the, there is an end at the there's light at the end of that tunnel but when you're going through it the very first time you cannot see the light no. at all it is pure darkness and you feel like it's never ending but there is a little light at the end so yeah no but but i did i i did have mom through all those first in the beginning and that you know so i had another mother that helped me through it so but so you know hope to be that guidance or help or you know and it's the shoulder to cry on because motherhood takes a tribe you and then you have your tribe so you 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 rely on that tribe you lean on that tribe and and on the flip side then you are that support for others for each other yeah and that's why audrey and i wanted to create this podcast because we wanted to um give somebody because if you are a mama who doesn't have an older sister or who doesn't have sisters who've gone through this or their mom is not there like uh, me like um friends can also be your tribe too like all you have to do is message us too and we'll help you and i've i've tried anytime i hear any of my friends who are having a baby i'll be like okay like I'm not going to intrude, but I am here. Even like the randomest questions you have about mm-hmm. like what color their sh- poop should be, you know, sure. or like if they sound like this in the middle, of, it, it, yeah, that's why we're here. And we want you to call and we want you to yeah. message and ask because you never know. We may have gone through it too. Yeah. You might, you're not alone. Now, a lot of the time I feel like your baby's the only one who's ever done this or you're the only one going through it. Or like I said, I felt really excited about going back to work, you know, you might if you're feeling that way well i'm putting myself out there that you you're not alone yes you know? exactly yeah it, 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 you you lean in on your support system if it's that you know like who wants to build a millionaire game right you call a friend mm-hmm. there are lifelines you have a bunch of lifelines for different topics right mm-hmm. i've i have been just because i'm a dentist i've been the lifeline like oh my gosh my child fell on the floor and they hit their face and there's blood what mm-hmm. do i do well let's figure that out right mm-hmm. so I, I know that i can be that little bit of a lifeline oh i have that too it happened to me last week so if anybody busts their lips just tell let me know <laughs> it'll be all right it took five minutes so at the end of each podcast we like to finish our uh, sessions with a prayer and so we'll get that started Heavenly Father, thank you so much for allowing me to be here with my sister today where we talked about motherhood and being a working mom. Uh, You give us the strength to do that, not only to be a mom, but to also provide our children with the finances and the stability that they need. And we do that through our work. You guided us into our professions in our careers, and you have allowed us to be a mother within our careers. And we're very thankful for that. Um, Lord, continue to give us grace, give us um, peace and strength that we need. And to all mothers out there who are working, um, whether from home or whether at a uh, offsite area and just giving us um, the mindset that we're okay, that we can get through it. The hard days will not always be there and that there's gonna be good times and one day we will realize that we did the best that we could and it was all thanks to you. Heavenly Father, thank you very much in your name, amen. Amen. So thank you so much all for listening to this. Um, I'm so glad again, Lou, thank you for joining me. Um, I know that um this was very outside of your comfort zone but i (laughs) but it's okay and um i think that you did a wonderful job (laughs) you did great job so there's not going to be much editing on this um if you are listening to this in whatever podcast platform you are at um apple google spotify whatever please hit the subscribe button like this episode give us a rating review um we also created an instagram page and facebook page now that i am off my social media hiatus and um you can just search mama you're okay on instagram and it is in a public group on facebook called mama you're okay if you're friends with me or audrey um you can definitely find it through our pages um but we i will also link it here on our podcast so you can find us quickly we love to have you 
chat with us on there, give us any feedback that you have, maybe even ideas for a new podcast episode. Whatever it is, we love to connect with you. So again, thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you later. Bye.